0: Hello and welcome to the CGF podcast. My name is Louise Chester. I work in the communications team at the Consumer Goods Forum, and this is the latest episode in our second season of the podcast, where we delve behind the scenes of our work and we share our thoughts on the challenges facing our industry, the planet, and its people. The Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that helps the world's retailers and consumer goods manufacturers to collaborate alongside other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. As I'm currently out of the office on maternity leave, for this month's episode, I'll be leaving you in the hands of a very special guest host. Enjoy.
1: Thanks, Louise. Hi, everyone. My name is Madeline Vanderheiden and I'm also on the communications team at the CGF. If you think I'm a special guest host, wait until you meet this month's star of our podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to be speaking with Wei-Chan Chan, Chan, the new managing director at the Consumer Goods Forum. Given the current global health crisis, he's still in Hong Kong, but we had the chance to speak over Zoom. Let's go meet him. Hi, Wei-Chan. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good to see you.
1: Good. Thanks. Let's get started. So, welcome to the CGF. What are your initial thoughts coming into the role of managing director?
2: Uh, Thank you, Madeline, and thank you for uh, giving me an opportunity to talk a little bit. Um, I actually have been very excited by uh, to join the CGF, and uh, I joined in May. And um, even before that, I was actually quite excited about joining. And since I've been here, uh, I must say that. I'm very, very impressed and all of my expectations have pretty much been met. Um, so I mean, my initial thoughts were focused around a few things. I mean, number one, uh, commitment. Yes, I thought, how committed are these people to do, do things for the greater good? And the interesting thing is, as you start to um, work within the CGF and work with the CEOs, you find out that everybody is completely, completely committed. And they really, really want to impact the world and, and make it a better place. And so I was very impressed by that uh, level of commitment. Uh, and, and therefore leads me to my second point around purpose, yes. If you think about uh, why do we exist, uh, every time you talk to anybody within CGF, either the internal folks, such as yourself, or some of the external uh, members, uh, they're also very, very purpose-driven. And they really, really believe in trying to make the world a better place. And I, and I love that kind of um, uh, focus and, and, and commitment. And also uh, leadership, I, was, I, I did think, you know, how strong is the leadership, uh, especially when it comes to driving all these different initiatives forward? And I must say that I've been very impressed by the leadership. The, the co-chairs of the board are very, very committed and driven, um, and that sprinkles all the way down into the various different parts of the coalitions and also the different task forces, whatever else we, we're doing, it, it basically um, ripples its way through. So I'm very, very happy with, and very, very excited by the leadership style and the actual um, uh, leadership that they're actually uh, placing uh, towards all of the various different work streams that we have. And and also, given that um, the CGF is a relatively broad group of companies, um, there's been fantastic teamwork. So I wasn't sure how good the teamwork would be, especially when you have all these different competitors working together. but I'm I'm actually very impressed by the teamwork. It's truly, truly. Maybe it's, they're all unified under a noble purpose. But it is very, very impressive to see all of these different companies from different backgrounds, different places across the world, uh, even competitors. Obviously, what we do is non-competitive. But uh, getting getting companies that are uh, very, very big arch uh, rivals together and getting getting them to cooperate. It has been a, a tremendous uh, sight to see. And I think that's why I'm, I'm very happy about how we might be able to impact the world. And then uh, there's also a lot of generosity related to that teamwork. I mean, people are often willing to help each other out and often willing to provide you with a back channel to talk to them so that you can understand their concerns and also so that they can help others. So all of this um, were some of my initial uh, thoughts going in, but also I, I guess my overwhelming, um, impression so far having been here for a couple of months now almost a couple of months less than a couple of months is really i'm in awe i'm in awe with all of these people and all of their commitment and what they're trying to do and i'm very very impressed that i'm just lucky to be part of this journey and hopefully i can help make an impact for other people as well so uh great expectations have been have been definitely met and in fact exceeded
1: wow thank you so much for that eloquent and inspiring description of the CGF. I think that sums up our work here really well. And I can definitely see the passion that you're bringing to this new role. Can you tell us, uh, you know, you mentioned that you've been involved with the CGF a little bit beforehand prior to coming on as managing director. Can you just share us a little bit about what your background journey has been and how that brought you to the CGF?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I have actually been a consultant the vast majority of my life. So I've worked for many different firms, such as McKinsey and, and OCNZ, etc. So I've worked for many firms and I've always done strategy consulting. So uh, in, in the retail space and also in the consumer goods space. And so you are focused primarily on client impact and, and client impact in this particular case would mean shareholder impact. So what does that mean? That basically means trying to improve profitability in some manner. And so you spend your whole life trying to do this, and that's been my background. And uh, I must say that I did, uh, at one occasion, have a real job where I worked for a a retail company. So I actually had a and l responsibility at that time. But essentially, my background has been focused around client impact and profitability impact. And and so, and I've been very happy with that. But as one gets older, and you you can see that I'm getting a bit older, um, one wants to do things that is a, a little bit more altruistic in nature. And so therefore i could either do politics which is obviously an angle to help uh, other people or you could do this and so um having had many interactions with the cgf in the past um, because as you know for any consulting firm the cgf is very very important given the access to various companies that it can provide um, i got to know more about cgf got to meet peter the outgoing managing director uh, obviously i knew him when i he, was, he and I were at McKinsey together. And so um, I got to learn more about what the CGF was doing. I got very excited by and inspired by the mission. And so I thought, you know, I'm getting a bit older now, so therefore do something a bit more altruistic. And and bingo, here was this opportunity. So uh, so I'm very happy with, with that kind of journey. And I, and I hope to just be able to make some degree of impact to the world and uh, to just continue the great uh, legacy that uh, Peter has uh, provided for us.
1: And so what do, you, what do you think that that vision is going to look like for you as you're moving into the role of uh, managing director?
2: Yeah, um, it's interesting. We did, did just discussed this at the board meeting last week where uh, Peter discussed uh, some of his impressions as an out, outgoing managing director and I discussed some of my in, uh, priorities as an incoming managing director. And, and to me, the vision is really around focusing on impact and impact for the greater good. And so what does that really mean? It means several things. Number one, we need to get our coalitions up and running. They are um, obviously up and running now, but we also have to make sure that they create impact and scale. And I think that's something that we need to push forward. So that would, I would say that's really one of my first priorities uh, for the next year or two. And then we also have to um, make sure that we understand the realities of COVID and COVID impacts CGF in quite a different number of ways and we just have to reflect that. So, for example, uh, as, as we are now in June, normally we would have a, a summit, as you are aware, but this summit uh, won't um, happen this year because of COVID. So, therefore, you know, we won't have a... Have a um, uh, an engagement in that manner. So therefore, we have to find a new way to reinvent ourselves a little bit based on the COVID realities. And maybe that means reinventing the way that we have invent, events, for example. Um, and so, so that's, that's one thing. And, and related to that would be another priority around the, model, the whole model of CGF. So um, we are coalitions, which is good. Um, we are also summit-based and, and event-based. And so that some of those aspects may need to change in the future a little bit. So we need to reinvent those a little bit. And then we need to make sure that we continue to get the board engaged and the CEOs engaged. Uh, I think one of the great advantages of of the CGF is the fact that it's CEO led. And as you know, uh, being CEO CEO led enables you to uh, be able to create impact faster because you can remove bottlenecks much, much faster. And you can get CEOs look at each other in the eye and say, are you prepared to do this? And if they all say yes, then you know that it's going to happen. And so we need to make sure that we maintain that level of board engagement, and in fact, increase it. And maybe it requires us having different ways of having meetings rather than having uh, so many physical meetings. Maybe we can relax the condition a little bit and have some more virtual meetings and shorter virtual meetings more often, maybe. I mean, it's something that I need to think about. We haven't by any means figured out what the right model is, but the main point would be that we need to find a way to keep the board engaged. And then another priority that I would have would be around membership. Um, we obviously have to keep the members engaged and happy because uh, ultimately we are serving members too and so, and that may mean that they like to have different ways of engaging with us and maybe more virtual manner so for example, uh, as you know, this uh, summer, this June we've now had a whole series of virtual knowledge seminars as a way to engage our members and so maybe that's the way that we we'll do things going forward um, and I do recall early on in the year before I joined Um, Peter actually uh, pivoted a little bit to help um, members understand COVID um, and and had several several, um, uh, seminars when it relates to COVID or webinars. So so those are things that we need to reinvent a little bit about member engagement. And and the other point about engagement around members is we also need to broaden the um, geographic coverage a little bit. So I think um, we are very, very uh, have a very good presence in the, the, the Americas and also in, in, in um, Europe. Uh, but uh, given the, the rising importance of certain countries in, in Asia, maybe we need some more presence within Asia. So therefore, one of my objectives is also to try and expand the membership base outside of North America and outside of Europe.
1: Okay, great. And last week, the CGF hosted a board meeting as well as webinars for each of the coalitions of actions. And they're discussing, you know, the way forward in this COVID world that you were just describing. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us some of the biggest takeaways from these discussions?
2: Yeah, certainly. It was a very good uh, board meeting, although it was a bit unusual in the sense that it was a virtual board meeting where I think we had about uh, close to 50 uh, board members all on a uh, little tile, a little screen in front of you. So it was a bit unusual in that regard. But nevertheless, uh, it worked, I thought, relatively well. And so uh, during a board meeting, we discussed many different uh, things. One thing we discussed was appointing new directors, so we appointed six new directors. Uh, we also um, discussed importantly the progress on the uh, coalitions of action and that's, that was a large part, in fact that was probably the largest part of our discussion and I think um, wh- where we are on this is that we've made decent progress on some of these um, coalitions uh, but but there's still more room to move, right? So, so it's, it's about um, Getting more scale in some particular coalitions in others is about taking some decisions now and I think that the important thing is on many of these coalitions we're very close to tipping points whereby we have sufficiently large um, groups of companies already together willing to essentially change the way that they do things and I think that um, going forward there will be a big debate around whether you have enough um, scale or whether you want to move even faster because um, As as many people know, there's a statement or there's a phrase that people use, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. And so the question becomes, what's the right balance? And I think each of the coalitions need to to come up with some uh, of their own uh, perspectives on that. But I think many of them, some of them, in fact, are reaching very, very big scale. So on plastic waste, for example, I think we had at last count 36 members join, which is quite a huge number. And so we're now almost at a tipping point whereby we have to um, uh, make some very critical decisions about what we actually do. And if we decide to uh, pull the trigger on those decisions, then it will create tremendous impact within the uh, uh, plastic waste uh, coalition. So net-net, moving forward, some of them are getting more critical scale than others. Some of them are at tipping point whereby they need to make some critical decisions around actually implementing some of the things that they've just been discussing. Um, And and also COVID is is another reality that we need to live around. And so therefore it's important that many of these coalitions take into account what's happening in COVID and therefore whether they need to pivot a little bit in terms of what what they need to do. And so um, I think many of those coalitions have actually pivoted a little bit uh, in terms of um, how they see COVID impacting them. So for example, on Collaboration for Healthier Lives, they want to think a little bit more about vulnerable people and also employee health and well-being, which are obviously things that are related to COVID. Um, in uh, Forest Positive, they are essentially saying, given COVID is happening, make sure you don't take any shortcuts because uh, companies might be willing to take shortcuts given the kind of economic troubles that they're in. So therefore, don't take any shortcuts and be very firm about not taking shortcuts. Um, plastic waste we discussed very quickly earlier on but it's about building back better and again not taking shortcuts because now given economic difficulty you might be tempted to take shortcuts and, and all the rest of them have some degree of component on impact of COVID and it's, it's, a, it's a question of making sure that the various work streams take those aspects into consideration as they um, implement them. So, so those are many of the things that we discussed. Uh, we also discussed, uh, sorry, around the coalitions. Um, so, uh, I, I believe that there's been good, there has been good progress made, still a long way to go, but I'm encouraged by where we are, and uh, I think that the co-chairs and also the Governance Committee is also encouraged by where we are. There was one other topic that we discussed uh, at the board meeting, and this was related to diversity, and uh, all forms of diversity, not just uh, gender, but racial and, and disability related diversity, th- th- those topics. And I think you know one um, cannot, uh, not, cannot not notice that around us, there's lots of social movement taking place as, as we speak. And so uh, we're obviously as a, as a industry impacted by that too. And so we need to take action on this. Uh, we have discussed diversity in the past, and now um, the idea is to create a task force to see how we as a consumer goods industry can take short term actions either within CGF, or outside of CGF to actually impact diversity in some way within our our sectors or within um, uh, the companies in which you operate. So that is still being discussed. There is a task force that will be assembled and and we will come back to the board in October with a set of recommendations as to what the CGF can do to help improve diversity. So that's that's an important topic and something that uh, people are very passionate about, I'm very passionate about too. And so uh, we hope to be able to come back to the board uh, sometime in October with some, um, amb- sorry, some some ideas about what we might want to implement.
1: That's definitely an ambitious agenda, but I have no doubt that we're gonna make some good progress on it. Um, but you just shared a lot of information about what the coalitions and the board is going to be doing in this next year. What are you most looking forward? Your first
2: year? Uh, That's a very interesting question. I, I, to be honest with you, uh, given my character, I really care about impact. And so I care about making impact in every single area that we um, try to pursue. And so that means the coalitions. And I think just getting a few wins under our belt is going to be very important. And then the question defines, the question is, how do you determine the word win, right? What does a win mean, or how do you score a few goals? I use a football analogy, you've got, to, you've got to get a few goals and, and you, you know, you, the ob- objective is to win the tournament, but you've got to get a few goals first and then you've got to win a few matches and then you are got to, then got to keep a, continue to win and then you win the tournament. Yeah, So that's the kind of logic behind it all. And I think we've, we've scored a few goals, we've got to continue to score a few goals and then we've got to win a few matches. And I think we're at the stage now where we're going to win a few matches. And that's the kind of um, thing that we need to try, try to do as a, as, uh, as a CGF. And so I'm very looking forward to being able to be part of that journey and helping others to uh, win these matches and and push some of the coalitions into the tipping point and therefore take very uh, clear action to make a difference for the world around us. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, to to me, that's that's the most important thing, creating impact.
1: Okay, thank you. And now we're gonna move into some more fun questions for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. If you could solve any global problem with the snap of your fingers, what would you prioritize?
2: Uh, This is a very interesting uh, question. And uh, being a consultant, um, the answer is always very clear. And and, uh, in fact, I'll tell you a fun story. If I, if I, I've trained my children when they were young, if, if, if you pose them a question, is it this way or that way? Do you believe in this or that? I've trained them to always say, it's both, right? It is always both. And, and depending on how you frame a question, you could always have the answer that it's going to be both, yes? And so in this particular case, uh, being trained as a consultant, I think the answer is I would try and solve all of them because I think they're all important. And so therefore, I'm not going to answer the question directly. I'm going to dodge the question and basically say, I, you need to solve all of them because how can you, how can you prioritize between your children? You can't, right? Uh, it's just like having a bunch of children. Having I don't have 10 children, but it's like having 10 children. And so how do you prioritize among the 10? You, the answer is you don't. And you have to consider all of them being important. And I think we have many global problems around the world. We have hunger. We have climate change. We have um, inequality. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. We have for, for forest uh, deforestation issues. We have food waste issues. Many of them are linked to our coalitions, obviously. Right? We have human rights um, uh, kind of problems as well. And and the list is is quite broad. There are quite many, many number of problems. Some of them are obviously interlinked together. And so, therefore, it's very difficult to choose one child to be favourite over the other. So I think they're all important, and uh, the world has to solve all of them. And I just hope that, as a CGF, we can be a small component in terms of that global movement to make the world a better place for all of us.
1: Thank you once again for another... Inspirational response. Now, last question: What are three fun facts
2: about you to share? I don't know if you consider them fun, but these are non-work related facts about myself. So, number one, and not in any particular order, uh, because I'll probably get in trouble. But number one, uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I love football, and I like, I like, quite frankly, I like watching Chelsea play. And I've been a season ticket holder for a very long time. Although, to be very honest, I don't go to many matches because i have been in Hong Kong for the last 25 years so I haven't been to many matches over the course of the last many many years but uh, since I was four years old uh, I've been a Chelsea fan and um, I still remember my mother sewing the number nine on the back of my shirt because in the old days you had to physically sew the number on the back of your shirt so I still remember that Uh, so that's one thing so we're not doing very well this year but hopefully next year with some new acquisitions to our team we might do better. So that, that's one thing. I'm a so big Chelsea football fan. And then another thing would be, um, fun fact about myself, I'm a Ferrari Formula One fan. So I try to go to several races a year and I've loved, I've loved to sport for a very long time. Again, since I was uh, a little child. In fact, it will tell you how old I am, but so I won't give you the exact timing. But sometime in the 80s, I remember going to my first ever Grand Prix, which was the British Grand Prix at Brands Hatch and uh, ever since then i've been hooked onto it so i just love motorsport and i love uh ferrari formula one team although ferrari formula one team hasn't done very well that well recently as well although we've got some good new talent coming in so hopefully we will do better so um that's another one and then a third the third fun fact about myself is um i'm an avid photographer so i've spent many since i was a child again trying to take photos that one day will be in National Geographic magazine. I must say, I've come nowhere close to getting any of them, anywhere close to being in National Geographic magazine. But nevertheless, one can always hope that one day they might take one picture and put it at the back in a very small segment somewhere. So who knows, maybe one day that will happen. So those are three things that I'm very passionate about, uh, plus my family, of course. But uh, in terms of um, a new, uh, things that probably people didn't know too much about me on, those would be the three fun facts.
1: I'm surprised you didn't mention Star Wars. I know you're a big Star Wars fan.
2: Yes, I am a big Star Wars fan, but I'm, I'm also a big uh, Walking Dead fan. I'm, I'm a big, uh, many different types of, uh, uh, so we say, um, culture. Yes, that's, that's very true.
1: Well, those are indeed some very fun facts. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this opportunity to share a little bit about yourself so our audience can get to know you better
2: thank you very much madeline and thank you very much for listening everyone and it's been a pleasure uh, today and i hope to look forward to meeting some of you soon hopefully in the future uh, physically and uh, good luck with everything and everybody keep safe and uh, see you guys soon
1: thanks Chan. goodbye and good luck
2: If you
0: would like to find out more about our work at the Consumer Goods Forum, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you for listening and bye for now.